Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 933-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. What's more effective? A well-trained person with no equipment or a well-equipped person with no training. Well, in certain cases, I'd have to say that a person with proper training can get by with minimal equipment. But ideally, you'd like to have both. Lads to Leaders. Now, Lads to Leaders is known as a program, but I'd like to describe it as a process. You see, the name is the process. You take lads, young people, and you mature them into leaders. The process of lads becoming leaders is about both equipment and training. Young people are equipped with values, they are equipped with philosophy, and they are equipped with special skills. Lads to Leaders is not just learning to do, but in reality it's doing to learn. And as people participate in the Lads to Leaders program, they become well-trained and well-equipped to be the future leaders. And church leaders or community leaders, it, it produces leadership qualities in young people. The Lads to Leaders program is the legacy of Dr. Jack Zorn, who invented the program. If you're interested in participating in Lads to Leaders, ladstoleaders.com. If you're interested in learning more about it, you can contact Rhonda Fernandez, 321 321- Two zero two seven six zero zero three two one two zero two seven six zero zero lads to leaders dot com producing leaders in the church in the future in the young people of today. I'm notorious, or, or at least maybe infamous, about what I can see while I'm driving. I'll be driving down the road, and, and I'll just casually say, "Dear, oh, there's a turkey." Did you see that owl? Hey, did you see that mouse cross the road? Look, there was a snake lying, and, and the people that I ride with often think I'm making stuff up. Uh, we, we were on a trip with the guys from the drama troupe, and we were driving to West Virginia. We've driven to Texas a couple of times, and we've taken some long trips on the van together. And Rick Schatz, one of our guys, doesn't see anything. And we'll be driving along, and I'll go, deer. And he'll, where? I oh, missed it. I can't see it every time. Well, we're driving up the road, and somewhere outside of Nashville, there's this uh, dinosaur park. And the advertisement for it is a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it's about 35 or 40 feet tall, this mock-up of a T-Rex. And we're driving along on the van, and I go, hey, Rick, I, I don't want to make fun of you, and I don't want you to think I'm teasing you, but if you'll look to your left there, you might see a T-Rex. <laughs> He looked up from his computer, and there was the 35-foot-tall plastic T-Rex beside the highway. He goes, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> and I get teased about looking at wildlife. 
you know, Jackie says, as many deer as you've seen, as many deer as you shot, how can you be excited about seeing a deer on the side of the road? Now, the guy that I climb with when we're driving down the road only notices state troopers and attractive redheads. And we'll be driving along and he'll point out that there's a, a police car there or he'll point out that the driver of this certain vehicle was was a female and she was indeed had red hair. But he never sees the deer. He never sees the wildlife. He says, when my life is reduced to seeing a deer in a bean field 600 yards away, I think I'll kill myself. <laughs> well, I guess it really does depend on what you're looking for. I was involved with the High Adventure Camp, or at least the beginnings of the High Adventure Camp at Camp Jackson. This is over in Jackson County. It's located near the Tennessee River. And one of the, the main features of Camp Jackson was you walk up this huge, long, burdensome trail to what they call the point. And you've got this outcropping of rock. And, and around that are several smaller pieces of rock. And I'd been asked to be involved in the uh, Adventure Weekend for the Boy Scout uh, District Council. Uh, my friend, uh, Jay Manasco, who used to be a guide uh, in this area, uh, had invited me to participate in this. And so I had gone up and was supervising the climbing and rappelling part. And I had gone up early that morning and hiked to the top and set up my station. And we were rotating through different groups of Boy Scouts. It wasn't just one scout troop. It was several scout troops for this big campery type thing. Uh, I was sitting on my perch. Uh, nestled into my spot, tethered off to a, a tree waiting for my next group to come. The sun was sinking low. It, it was our last group of the day, and you could hear them coming up the trail. I was hearing the sounds of troop number 144, and somebody leaned over and said, this is an inner city troop out of Birmingham. You could have your hands full. I'd don't know what I was expecting, but what emerged from the trailhead was a ragtag group of young men. They were wearing Boy Scout shirts, but they were not wearing uniform pants. They were wearing an odd assortment of basketball shorts and blue jeans and cut-off pants and no uniform dress code on, on their shoes. Their backpacks were not fancy. They didn't have any day packs. Some of them just had duffel bags. Some of them were just carrying their water and other things in their hands. Their troop flag was not on a smooth hardwood pole, but was a ragged-looking instrument that had been attached to a piece of wood that looked like it had just been cut out of the trees. It still had bark on it. It was a pretty ready-looking bunch. However, they listened. They listened politely, they followed the safety briefing, and they were lined up to, to, to be introduced to the grand sport of rappelling. As this one young man was backing out into space, that uncomfortable moment where you go from standing on a rock to standing in space against a rock, his nervousness came through. He was shook. Uh, he was nervous. He was scared. He was white-knuckling the rope. Uh, he was polite but he was scared. His troop leader walked under our area and was going to shout some encouragement. He looked up and tried to say some things to inspire the young man. And just as he was talking to him, one of the many buzzards that inhabit the Camp Jackson area circled low over our heads. And the troop leader shouted, look, boys, 
an eagle. I really bad wanted to see an eagle today. There are eagles along the Tennessee River. I know where five separate nests are. There are some eagles sometimes at Camp Jackson. But, but this was not an eagle. It, it was a buzzard. You can tell the lots of things when you see a buzzard versus an eagle. A, a buzzard has white under its wings. Its head looks incredibly small. The wings are in a V. Eagles fly flat. Their heads look larger. Their tails are bigger. Uh, a mature bald eagle is solid black. At, and at four years of age, his head turns white and his tail turns white. Before the age of four, they look like golden eagles, but there's just no way anybody can mistake a buzzard for an eagle. But I really guess it just goes to show you what you're trying to find. This guy was not looking for buzzards. He was looking for eagles. He wanted to see an eagle. And I didn't say a word. He couldn't see a buzzard because he was already sure he'd seen an eagle. I was looking at children. Inner city. Tough kids. As the troop came up the hill, I was looking for tough, inner city, different race kids. The guy leading the troop had already seen eagles he'd seen eagle scouts in this rough ragtag somewhat undisciplined group they were not well attired and they were not well outfitted but he couldn't see buzzards he could only see the potential of the eagles that he had in his group How can we look at the same group of kids and see two totally different things? Well, somebody put an expectation before both of us. And I was willing to let those young men live by those preconceived expectations. He was willing to expect more from them and watch them become eagles and not allow them to just be not eagles. I saw a, a, a display one time. It was a PowerPoint presentation, and it was entitled, You Can't Send a Duck to Eagle School. Well, maybe that's true. But can you treat a duck like an eagle, and maybe the duck thinks he can become an eagle? I, I don't know. What are you looking for when you look at people? Are you looking for the best or are you looking for the worst? Are you trying to see in them what they are? Are you judging them by your experience with past people like them? Or are you looking at what they have the potential to become? This very cheerful, very naive about birds of prey gentlemen looked up into the setting sun at Camp Jackson and absolutely identified a buzzard as an eagle. And I didn't have the heart to tell him, you're not looking at an eagle, you're looking at a buzzard. Because I wished I had his vision.
I wished I could could have started the day. And I finished the day seeing Eagle Scouts out of that ragtag bunch of boys. But I wished I'd started my encounter with them with having already seen the eagles that were hiding inside them. I have been benefited by the fact that people could look past what I have been. People could look past the the fact of what I currently was. And they gave me the benefit to see what they thought I might could become. Probably the only reason we don't see more eagles is we just don't look for them. And it may not be that that we're not looking for eagles. It may be that we've been disappointed or we our standards have been lowered. It, it may not be that we're not looking for them. It may just be that we do not expect to see them. And then if we don't expect to see them, we end up not looking for them. We end up not trying to see them. TKM Incorporated is a supporter of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. They're located in Moss, Tennessee, and they specialize in erosion control, silt fence, seeding, sod, hydro seeding, hydro mulch, minor excavation work, and traffic control and construction signs. If you need any of their services, please call them at 931-243-3958. That is 931-243-3958. Or you can email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. TKM stands for the King's Men. And with their traffic control and construction signs, one of their primary missions is keeping people safe. But because they are the king's men, they're wishing that everyone could be saved. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive Spiritual Development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem. Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones, and then The Selfish Reel, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Mm -hmm.